Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. today about the power of a desperate mama. I um, want to honor my mother today. Um, I want to honor my mother today, Wanda Chavis, who um, probably learned how to get desperate with God because of me. Um, I was... uh, a sweet kid. I was sweet. I was uh, always lovey-dovey. Um, still to this day, I will climb up in my mama's lap right now and love on my mama. I don't care what you think about me. You call me a mama's boy all you want to, but you can't beat me though. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Call me a mama's boy, but come, come, come over here. You know what I'm saying? But I will climb up in my mama's lap and love on her just like just a little puppy dog. Just love my mama. And I've always been that way. Very, very sweet, very kind, very cuddly. I was just bad. You know, it was just, I was just, just a bad kid. I, I, just, I, I broke stuff, uh, sometimes on purpose, just, just to see what would happen, just to test the levels. Um, when, I was a, when I was a small child, this, this, is how, this is how long I've been bad. When I was a small child, I, I would get so angry, I would hold my breath. Uh, and, and you say, oh, yeah, every kid holds his breath. Uh, not like me. I would hold my breath until I would literally just pass out. I would make myself pass out. I had the capacity at five years old to hold my breath so long that I would literally become unconscious. My mother and father were so terrified, they brought me to the doctor, and they were like, listen, we don't know what to do. When, 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 when he doesn't get what he wants, he just holds his breath until he passes out. And the doctor just told them, this is a true story, by the way, hashtag true story. The doctor told my mom and dad, let him. And they were like, what, what are you talking about? He said, let him. He said, he'll fall and hit his head a couple times and he'll realize that's not the wise thing to do. He'll stop doing it. So they let me suffocate myself. Because there was no other option. This is how bad I was. I would flip, and, and, and I was a gymnast at like age of seven years old, but never went to no gymnast classes. I could just flip and turn, walk on. I could walk on my hands better than most people could walk on their feet when I was about seven or eight. And, and my dad would warn me. He would say, if you flip in this house one more time, I'm going to hurt you. It's bad when parents could hurt you. You know, they hurt you today. You call somebody. There's a hotline for that. There was no hotline for me. Uh, one time I actually told my brother, uh, my oldest brother, I said, the next time dad beats me, I'm calling the cops. And my brother went inside and said, dad, court said, next time you beat him, he can call the cops. Because he's a snitch. And snitches get stitches. And he told my dad, and my dad came outside and whooped me with a switch and then gave me the phone. This is a true story as well. I know you think it's crazy. I know you think this is crazy. No, no, no. This is a true story. I was a bad kid. 
I was an awful kid. When I would get finished eating my cereal, I would just shove it up my nose. Also a true story. I had to have it surgically removed from my face because I just want to try stuff. Uh, always, always violent. Just, just the, the, the military did me so good because I needed a place to just do violence because I was just always violent. One time I got so mad I was fighting my brother. We fought all the time, um, and, and we would just throw stuff around each other. We'd, we'd throw food. We'd just fight. And, and I just ripped my shirt off, and I went out. I, I jumped off the front porch of my house, ripped my shirt off, and I said, come on, get some. Come get some of this. I'm ready for you. And my brother just looked at me. He was real intelligent. He just walked back in the house. He's like, Mom, court's full of the devil. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't lying. And so my mom comes out, looks at the door, and I'm standing in the driveway with no shirt on. And my shirt's kind of half ripped because I ripped it off of me. I didn't take it off. I ripped it off of me like the Incredible Hulk. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm about to beat the brakes off Brock. This, this is how we wrote. Well, I was a grown man, and I picked up a pizza and threw it in my brother's face at the table with my mom and dad. And all my, my, my mom was like, oh, my gosh. And my dad said, y'all cleaning that up. This is how. My life was. But I was, I, always, I was always very lovely. I was, I was always very kind, very sweet to my mom. I remember uh, my mom tells this story. I don't re really remember this story because I think I was a little too young to really remember it. But I told my mom one time, I said, Mom, um, when I get old, I'm getting a job at McDonald's, and I'm buying you a house. I was just, I guess I was dead serious. Uh, and I don't know why I said that to my mom, probably because the house that we lived in was janky. And, uh, um, and it was a parsonage next to the church, and it was just a janky house, kind of, you know, real drafty. Uh, every winter, my father, I, I know none of y'all never had to do this before, but every winter, my father would go buy thick, uh, like, like 10 mil plastic paper, and we would staple it on the windows of the house on the outside of the house so that the draft wouldn't come through the windows because the windows was garbage. And uh, people would, I mean, we, we was next to the church, and my mom would be like, Jeff. Like, people going to come see this. Like, he'd be like, well, you, you want to you let the house look good or you want to be warm? What you want to do? Okay, we can't have both. And uh, that was my world as I grew up. But, you know, within my church family, uh, people was tired of me. Like, literally. I, would, I was making Sunday school teachers quit, like, every Sunday. And uh, literally, I was making them quit. Uh, I, 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 I got in fights at church. I pulled a knife on a kid at church one time, and then everybody got mad because the pastor's kid was trying to cut folks. Um, and, and, and again, everything I'm telling you right now is true. I'm actually holding back some stuff, just so you know. And it just, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I, the, the, the church folks was, was really done with me. And by the time I was a teenager, they was really done with me. I was just in so much trouble. I got kicked out of so many youth classes and uh, barred from so many activities that was going on just because I was just always wanting to do crazy stuff, and, and I, was, I had an attitude. I had an attitude problem, and uh, I hated authority, hated all that, um, and I was, just, I was just a mess. And, but my, my mom always saw the best in me. You know, Marvin Sapp has a song that says, you saw the best in me when everyone else around me could only see the worst in me. And, you know, my, my mom always saw the best in me, and, and, and she fought for me. Uh, she fought 
other people for me. Now, she never physically fought anybody, but just in, just in her, her, her prayers, she fought for me. She, and, and I honor my mother today because uh, she never gave up on me. When, when a lot of people did, a lot of people did get, give up on me. When, when Amanda started dating me, uh, literally members of her family was like, no. Like, Court is an awesome kid. Like, like he's very sweet. Because I was sweet. I was a kind person. I, I, I really was sweet. I was just also evil. And, and y'all know that sweet and sour be tasting good at the Chinese restaurant. And, and she, she, couldn't, she couldn't handle it. I was sweet and sour. I was good and evil. You know how they like the bad boys. And she, she liked the, the, the bad boy. But, but, her, but, her, but her family was like, look, you know, of course, a great guy, and he comes from a good family, but he kind of wild. You know, you be just careful. You just be, be careful. I remember her uncle, who's her pastor, literally told her, be careful. Court has a reputation. Like, every, like, people around me could only see the worst in me, but my mother, she fought for me. When I, when I read the story of Mark chapter 7 and also Matthew 15, I'll read a little bit from Matthew 15 in a moment. Um, I, I see my mom in this woman where she, she realized that the only way that she was going to get her boy right is she had to go to Jesus. Yeah. The Bible tells us in, in the book of Mark that Jesus had actually entered into Tyre and Sidon into this area and he had went into a house and tried to hide himself. Like that Jesus was actively trying to just like not be seen, that, that, that Jesus was, had, had actually went into this area to maybe take a break. Maybe this was Jesus' way uh, of maybe getting away or maybe like a little getaway, a little vacation, a little time of aloneness. And the Bible says that he literally went into this house and he tried to hide himself, but the Bible says he could not be hid because of this woman. Yeah, that's what it says. The Bible says, for he could not be hid for a certain woman. That, that she was going to find God for her child no matter what. I need to talk to some mamas in the room today and let you know that it may feel like God is hiding from you right now. It may feel like every prayer you pray for your children is only hitting the ceiling. And I know I'm talking to some mamas in the house today. It may feel like God is not answering your prayers because all you can see is the trouble that your child is in. All you can see is how the enemy is taking them down a road that you know leads to destruction. And you're praying and you're seeking God and it seems like he can't be found. But can I tell you today that God himself could not hide himself from a praying mama. You know, let, me, let me say it again. God himself could not hide himself from a mother who was persistent. God himself could not hide himself from a mother who was desperate to see her child saved and see her child healed. The Bible says she came to him and she fell at his feet. Now, when we read Matthew 15, uh, when she came to him in Matthew 15 and verse 23, the Bible says he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she crieth after us. And I, 
I need to take a moment right here, just leave that up on the screen because I need you to know that sometimes the church cannot do what a praying mama can do. Listen, listen, I want to tell you that we're trying. I want to let me let me speak for, for our youth department. We're trying. Let me speak for our young married department. We're trying. We're, we're doing our best. And, and, and listen, I promise you that we're going to do even better in the future. We're trying. But can I tell you that the disciples can't help you all the time? Oh, ain't nobody want to talk back to me today. Listen, this is a great church, and, 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 and if you're looking for a church, you found a great church, and we're going to do our best to reach your children. We're going to do our best to help you out, but can I tell you, we'll never be able to do what Jesus can do. Oh, no. I don't want you to have any kind of imaginations today that would you think that the church would be greater than what Jesus can do. No, no, no. The disciples could not do anything for her. And they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, you got to do something. You got to do something. And the Bible says, in, in that was verse 23. In, 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 in verse 24, he says to them, he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel, this is, this is my intention. This is why I'm here. I'm here for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And that's the only reason that I'm here. Where? Here? On earth? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't believe that that's what he was saying because we know that he was on earth for the lost sheep of the world. But in this moment, he says, I'm only here for the lost sheep of Israel. Where is here? Tyre and Sidon. You see, where he's at, the location that he's at is an in-between place. The, the place that he's at is on the border of where Israel switches over into the next place. And, and he's there because he knows that there are Israelites there that are in the transition period. And they're lost. He's there. He said, I came here only for the lost sheep of Israel. I'm looking for the people that don't fit in anymore. I'm looking for the people that don't belong anymore. I'm here for the lost sheep of Israel. That's why I came to Tyre and Sidon. That's why I left Jerusalem. I left Bethlehem. I left the Gadarenes. I left all these places. And I came to this place, Tyre and Sidon, a place of Gentiles to find the lost sheep of Israel. I came here to find the people that are stuck in between. I came here to find the people that don't fit in in Jerusalem anymore. They don't fit in in Bethlehem anymore. They don't fit in in Nazareth anymore. And now they've come to the border of Jerusalem. They've come to the border of Israel. And that's why I'm here. I'm here for the lost sheep of Israel. That's why I came to this place. I came for the lost sheep of Israel. Watch verse 25. The next thing that happens, the Bible says, Then came she and worshipped him. Hallelujah. Can I, can, can I speak today to some, to, to some folks that there has always been a way to get God's attention. I said there's always been a way to get God's attention. And you can get God's attention by worshiping him. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you're from, who you belong to. Oh, can I, can, I, can I preach to you about the prerequisite for a worshiper today? Oh, can I tell you that there is no prerequisite for a worshiper today? 
I don't care what your credentials are. I don't care how far you've been. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care if you belong or don't belong. When you start worshiping the Lord, you get his attention. The Bible says that when they went to the gatherings, they found a man who was full of the devil. And the Bible says that man who was full of the devil, a legion of devils, when he saw Jesus, he ran and he worshiped him. Even the devil could not stop him from worshiping God. Oh, the same devil that kept him in them tombs couldn't stop him from worshiping. And this woman didn't care if she was an Israelite or if she was from a different tribe altogether. She said, I don't care what you think about me. I come to worship the Lord. Uh, she worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. Well, this is so good. This is so good. She worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. She worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. She worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. This is how she worshiped him. She said, Lord, help me. Oh, hallelujah. See, sometimes my worship don't look like your worship. Sometimes my worship is, Lord, I thank you. But your worship may look like this. Lord, help me. We both worshiping. Hallelujah. Can I help you today? I know you came in here and you may not have a praise on your lips, but if you have a help me on your lips, that's just as good as a praise you. Oh, yeah. You know why I know that? Because the Bible said in your weakness, I am made strong. He said, I hear the cry of the wounded. I hear the cry of the weak. And when you cry out to him, you may not have a hallelujah. You may just have a help me, but say it anyway. Sometimes a help me will get exactly what a hallelujah will get. You may have come in here and maybe you don't have anything to praise him about. Maybe your life's upside down. Maybe your babies are gone from the Lord. Maybe your daughter's full of the devil. Maybe your son is lost. But you want to lift your voice and shout, help me. Help me. Help me. Uh, I need some help. Here's what she said. She said, help me. She fell at his feet, help me. She was a Seraphonician woman by nation. And he said, she said, help me in verse 26 of Matthew 15. But he answered and said, it is not meat. It's not okay. For me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Here's what he said to her. She said, help me. She worshiped him and said, help me. And he said, I can't, I can't take the children's bread and feed it to the dogs. Now, if you look this word up, there's... There, there is a two words in, in the original text of this. And one, one word is, is by itself, it means a hound. It means literally a dog. Like, like, like a mangy dog. But there is another derivative of this word 
And the other derivative of this word, if you go through your Bible, you can find it. I don't, I don't have time to, to explain it all to you today. I'm not trying to teach a lesson here. I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand something. That when Jesus said to her, I cannot take the children's food and give it to the dog, he was not calling her a hound, a dog, a mongrel. He was calling her the other derivative of the word, which is puppy. Meaning, he said, I, I, I can't take the food that's for the children and, and give it to the family dog. I can't, I, I can't take the food that I prepared for my children and give it to my pets. None of us would cook a meal for our children and make our children wait for the dog to eat. And then we could get what's left over after the dog eats, right? If anybody doing that today, you're wrong. Come to the altar, let me pray for you. What, what, what we do is we feed the children first, and if there's any left over, we, we give that to the dog. And the derivative of the word that Jesus uses here is that. It's, it's a pet. It's a, it's a puppy. It's a sweet dog. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a hound, not a mangrel, not a scavenger. What, what, what Jesus is saying to her it is not necessarily offensive to her. What he's saying to her is about the class. What he's trying to tell her is, you're in the house, but you're lower than the children. Now, Jesus has literally, if you go back in, in Matthew 15 and you go back in Mark 7, and you go back and read this story, Jesus has literally just got finished reprimanding the religious crowd because of what they have decided defiles a man when he eats it. And Jesus has said, listen, what defiles a man is not what goes in his mouth. What defiles a man is what comes out of his mouth. He's saying because God looks at the inside of man while y'all busy looking at the outside of man. God's looking at the inside. And this is, this is how this story all begins here in Matthew 15 and Mark 7. And now here comes this woman, and, and she's trying to get help for her daughter, this mother who wants help for her daughter, and here's God calling her a pet in the house. I, I, I don't take, I came here to find the lost sheep of Israel, and I'm not going to take what I brought here for my children and, and, and just give it to, to, to the pet of the house. He, he calls out who she is, and in that day and time, he calls out her place, status, and class. He points to her and tells her exactly who she is. And what happens next is, is really unbelievable. I, I can't imagine anybody doing this in 2022. I can't imagine anybody being told that today and saying what was said next Be because what she says next in Mark chapter 7 and verse 28 he said I can't take the children's bread and cast it to the family pet and she answered and said unto him yes Lord yes Lord Ooh, that, that would not fly in, 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 today's, in, in today's economy of feelings and emotions, that would not fly. I, I, can't, I can't take what I prepared for the ones I love and, 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 and give it to the animal running around the kitchen. She says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 
he declares to her who she is and what status she's at. And she says, yes, Lord. In Matthew 15, she says, truth, Lord. You're speaking truth. Truth, Lord. Yes, Lord. She acknowledges who she is, where she is, and what she means in this moment. Yes, Lord. Truth. You right. You right. You called me out. You told me who I am. You showed me my, you showed me where I'm at. And you're right. Yet the dogs. You told me the truth about myself. You showed me where my position is. You, you gave me a bird's eye view of who I am and what I am. And you're right. Yet the dogs. You expose me to me. You show me the truth. And you know what? I received that truth. You're right. Yet the dogs. Yet the dogs still get the crumbs that fall from the kids' tables. Mm. Then Jesus answered her, Matthew 15 and verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Ah, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Uh, watch what he says in Mark chapter 7. In, in, in Mark 7 and 28, she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the devil gone out. <laughs> and her daughter laying on the bed. Oh, hallelujah. He said, because you said that, for this saying, because you said this, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. Because you realized who you were, but determined who you were was not going to keep you from your miracle. Can I, I, I just want to preach here for just a few more moments. I'm almost done, I promise. But I want to talk to some mamas in the room today. Life has dealt you a bad hand. And the, every time you come to the Lord, you feel like the Lord is exposing who you are, what you are, the mistakes you've made, the failures you've had, the situations you find yourself in, and you, and you cannot understand that what God is trying to show you is that yes, you maybe have gone through some things and you may feel like you are less than, but yet the dogs... What are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell a mama in this house today, I don't care how many mistakes you made. I don't care how low you feel like you are. I don't care how beneath you feel like you are. Yet. Yet. Look at your neighbor and say, yet. I may be low. I may be down. I may have made, made some mistakes. But yet God is no respecter of persons. And if it is for me, then it is for me. 
You know what God said? God said, that's faith. To see who you are, to see what you are, but still believe in a miracle. Oh, you're not, you're not seeing it today. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody. This woman received who she was, saw who she was, agreed who she was. You're right. Yes, Lord. That's a truth you're speaking right now. I am that. I'm exactly what you said I am. But you know what? Even I deserve a miracle. Even I deserve some crumbs. Even I can get an answered prayer. God said, that's faith. When you can look at yourself and you know exactly who you are, but you can still believe God that he can work at your house. He can work in my family. He can bring me out. Yes, I made some mistakes. Yes, I... I'm not everything that I should be. I'm not everything that I'm called to be. But even the dogs, yet the dogs get the crumbs. God's still good. God's still good to the pets in the house. God's still good. Hey. Let me show you. Faith, faith is not this. This is what we think faith is. Faith is we think we get good, we are good, we become good, we stay good, and good things happen. That's not faith. That's not faith. That's religion. That's what that is. Our attempt to be good. Our attempt to be awesome. Our attempt to be worthy somehow of God's grace. That's, that's religion. No, 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 no. That's not faith. Here's what faith is. Faith is I know I'm a mistake. I know I messed up. I know that I got some troubles. I know that I haven't done things like I should have done. I know that I'm not where I should be. I know that, I, but, but, I, but I also know that yet the dogs, even in the master's house, listen, as long as I'm at the table, I don't care if I'm sitting at the table or I'm under the table, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Oh. There's been times in my life when I felt like I was sitting at the table and I deserved it. But there's been other times when I was under the table and I didn't feel like nobody knew where I was at. God was still good under the table or sitting at the table. Yet the dogs. That's faith. Faith is to realize I am not what I should be, but God is still good. And God is still a miracle worker. The worst thing this woman could have done was be offended at the truth. Be offended that, 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 that God would expose her. Be offended that God would call her what she is. She told him you spoke truth. You, 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 you right. You know what faith is? Faith is like this. You right, God. You're right. But I'm still your child. You're right. You're right, Lord. Most of us leave the church. Most of us find ourselves jaded. Most of us come Sundays and leave Sundays. And, and all we would have had to do to really get a miracle is receive a word that spoke to where we were and said, you're right. What we do is we sit in the middle of a service like this and we keep trying to justify ourselves Oh, listen, there ain't nobody in this room, nobody in this room that can explain to me what self-justification is because, brother, I'm a professional. 
I lived a large portion of my life justifying all of my wrongs, justifying all of my hatred, justifying all of my bitterness because somebody hurt me and I was justified in my anger. I was justified in my retribution. I was justified in my dreams of revenge. I was justified. And I lived a whole, I, I, I sat through a mini word of God. I sat through a mini sermon sitting there justifying myself the whole time. Well, you know this. Well, you know that. Well, it ain't that bad. And I just justified, justified, justified. And I left the same way every time, never having victory, never having a miracle, never having a future in front of me because all I did was kept justifying myself. I just kept saying, I kept being offended at the word because the word would expose me and I would say, oh, no, that's not me. That's them over there. I, girl, hope you heard that. <laughs> Altar call, go ahead. Shoot. But never me. It was never me. Preacher would get up and preach hellfire and brimstone. But never me. It never hit me like that because I had all my justifications. I, I, had, I had all my reasons I was the way I was. I had all my stuff. And I, and, and, and I would never say, you're right. And so be, I, because I couldn't say, he's right. I couldn't get my miracle. He said, because you said this, for this saying... The devil has gone out of your daughter. Yeah. I'm going to bring a whole music to come. Let's, let's give him some hope today. He said, because you, because, you, because you admitted who you were, what you were, and you knew that you was wrong, because you said that, the devil's gone out. Because you agreed, the devil's gone out. You know what the devil can't stand? It's agreement. You know where the devil can't stay? Where there's agreement. When me and the Lord both agree on the same thing. And here's what we agree on. We agree that I am not fit for the kingdom. There's nothing I can do that would make me fit. There's nothing I can say that, that would make me worthy. There's no course I could take. There's, there's no action I could do. There's nothing I can do that would make me worthy of his grace and love and salvation. No. There's nothing. But when I say, yes, Lord. You're right. Truth. You're right. But I'm still in the house. Yet the dogs. You know what, Lord? I have made some mistakes. But I ain't stopped coming back to the table. Can I, can I preach to somebody today? The only way you miss out on a miracle is when you leave the table. I've said this a hundred times at Truth Chapel. I'll say it again. This is not about being perfect. It's about showing up. Ain't nobody perfect, man. Stop trying that game. Just keep walking through the door. You say, well, well, well Pastor Chavis, Pastor Chavis, I, I messed up last week. Man, come through the door. 
keep coming. I'm glad you know you messed up. You got 90% of us beat in the room because at least you know you messed up. The rest of us think we, we did good this week. And our, and our goodness got us through that door. <laughs> We're foolish. Keep walking through the door. Well, Pastor, I, you know what? I just, I just don't know really what I believe. Keep coming through. Keep coming in. Stay at the table. Just stay at the table. Those of you that have puppies that hang around the table when you eat, you know what I'm talking about. Just stay at the table. Just keep coming. Well, Pastor, look, man, I, I slipped up last week, man. I, I smoked a little bit. Come on in. Come at the table. Pastor, I, listen, man, I just, I got mad last week, man. I, I just cussed out everybody. Come on in. 50% of us did in our minds. You just said it. We was thinking it. Pastor, listen, I just, I just can't get right. I just, I keep messing up. Drank a little bit, smoked a little bit, went to the club. I, I, man, I just, you don't want me in that church. Yes. Y yes. Actually, I do. Actually, I do. Matter of fact, we need you in here. We, that's why we're here. That's why we keep the lights on. That's why we keep the doors open. That's why we keep meeting. Because we're hoping you'll come. We're hoping you'll walk to the door. Imperfect. Broken. Wounded. Busted. Disgusted. Messed up from the floor up. We, we keep hoping you'll come. Keep hoping you'll come. We keep hoping you'll sit there. We keep hoping you'll hear the songs of Zion. We keep hoping you'll hear the preached word because we're hoping one day you'll say, you're right. Truth. That's truth. You're right. I am that. But I see a crumb falling from the table. Let me switch this in closing to the mothers. Let me speak to some mamas here today. Your kid's in a mess. You're troubled. You got young sons, young daughters who are, watch it. <clears throat> My daughter is grievously, Matthew 15. My daughter is grievously vexed by the devil. Matthew 7 says, cast the devil out forth. Cast the devil forth. That he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Matthew 15, she says, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Not possessed, vexed. Vexation and possession are two different things, mama. Possession means that he controls the child. Vexation means that he puts pressure on the child. You know what the word vexing is in the Bible? It's, it means stacking. That's what vexation means. It means stacking. It literally means stacking. The, the, the enemy will come, we read in the book of Revelation, the enemy will come and vex the church. He won't possess the church. He can't get in a church. He just vexes us. He just stacks it on. That's why we got 15-year-old babies cutting themselves because it's too much. That's why we got young men who have callings and giftings in their life that can't see it 
because it's just stacking on. It's just stacking. Not possessed, vexed. The devil grievously vexes my child. And mama, today this miracle starts in you. You know where it starts? It starts at staying at the table. It starts at realizing who you are and being okay with it. It's like, hey, listen, mama, I need to help you today. You're not the perfect mother, and that's okay because I don't know one. Whew, I just helped somebody right there. Hey, hey, mama, you made some mistakes along the way. That's okay. All mamas do. All mamas do. Hey, 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 mama. Maybe, maybe you're not going to win mother of the year, but I guarantee you, mother of the year, she got some drama too. She just better at hiding it than you are. Stop watching other mama's highlights on Instagram and living out your reality. There's not a perfect mother here today. Mama, you got to understand, you got to get to a place where you say, yes, Lord. You're right, Lord. You're right. I couldn't do better. You're right. I couldn't. Maybe I made some bad decisions. You're right, Lord. But I know if I stay at the table, there's some crumbs that's going to fall. Yet the dogs. Yet the dogs eat. Yet the dogs get the leftovers. Yet the dogs get the crumbs. I know. I know. You're right, Lord. Truth. It's truth. It's okay. Let the Lord say you're right. Let the Lord say, hey, because you said that, oh, how great is your faith. How great is your faith. Because you admitted it. And because you stayed at the table when everybody else got offended and left. When all these other mamas got their feelings hurt because you stayed at the table. Watch this. Your daughter. You, because you, your daughter. Because you stayed. Because you said. Because you agreed. Listen, she ain't got to do nothing. I don't need her to agree. I don't need her to come. I don't need her to pray. I don't need her to do no. Some of y'all keep dragging your daughters down here to the altar. Come on, girl, you're going to come pray. Keep dragging your sons and come on. Maybe you should just let them stay where they at. Maybe you need to come on down here and say, Lord, get mama right. Because he said, because you, I got Bible for this. I got Bible for this. He said, because you, they would be healed. Because you, they would be set free. Because you, they. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Woo, I feel some chains about to snap off in the name of Listen, I come against the enemy in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood. I speak the name. I conjure the power of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And I command depression and anxiety and stress and drug addiction and alcohol addiction to be broken under the power of a praying mama in this room today that will say, because me, she... 
I want there's a moment that'll come down to this altar and put a worship in your mouth and say, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me break the chains, help me break the addiction, help me, Lord, help me get right, help me, I'm not praying for them today, I'm praying for me, help me, help me have great faith, help me have great faith in the reality of what I know to be true, help me have great faith. Help me have great faith. Come on to the table. Come 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 to the table. The Lord said, I will provide. I will provide. I will provide. Church, why don't you stretch your hands toward these mamas? And won't you pray for these mothers? Come on, I pray favor over you. I pray favor over you, young lady. I pray ministry over you, ma'am. Come on, you're a good mama. I don't care what you think about yourself. You hear me? You're a good mama. You know why? Because you came to the table today. You're a good mother. Let me tell you why. Because you showed up today and you said, Lord, help me. Don't you let this world tell you what a good mama is. Don't you let this culture try to tell you what a good mama is. Let me tell you what a good mama is. A good mama shows up and say, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need your hand. I can't do it without you, Lord. I need you, Jesus. That's a good mama. Hey, come on, mama. Stay at the table. Come on, mama. Come on, mama. God's got a miracle waiting on you. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.